Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. As bad as things have been at times, I think that, you know, there's there's talent on this roster. This is Saverin on Steelers. Hello to all in Steeler Nation. Welcome to Saverin on Steelers podcast. I am Stan Saverin, bringing you Steelers content twice weekly with new posts here on the podcast. Steelers.com, Saverin on Steelers. I suppose we could spend the entire session today talking about the Philadelphia game. But I think that would be energy misspent. Most everybody familiar with the Steelers and certainly the Eagles expected what happened to happen. That's the worst part of it all. That getting beaten routinely by good teams is anticipated and almost expected. The best you could hope for was that they were going to be competitive in that game, and they weren't. They were early, but it was just a matter of time before the Eagles wore them down, which indeed they did in the second half. So talking about what went wrong in that game, specifically in that game in Philadelphia, is miscast. It went wrong and the Steelers are where they're at because of who they are and what they are. They're a team that has some high-priced players and productive players, but it's a team. And the players that surround the supposedly high-talented players are not good enough. It takes more than four or five stars to win football games, especially against teams like the Eagles. So they got exposed, just like they did in Buffalo. And rather than work on what is wrong with this team and work and use the bye week to say, well, we got to fix that. We can fix that if we just do this. I think that, again, is not the place to be looking. I think you have to take a wider scope and determine why are they at where they're at. The first portion comes with the realization and a realistic realization of who you are and what you are and why you're losing like this. That's for the organization. It's not necessarily about who's the quarterback or who's the offensive coordinator or even 
to a degree who's the head coach. It goes with an organizational understanding that a rebuild is necessary. It doesn't mean you have to be 3-14 and 14 every year either. You can do it rather quickly. Look at the Eagles. They won the Super Bowl just a few years ago, had some downtime, and immediately began to realize we're not good enough. I think it's admirable that the Steelers oftentimes will say, we're competitive, we're going to be a Super Bowl contender every year. It's one thing to say it, it's another one to believe it. And everyone, including them, should have realized that they're not a Super Bowl contender coming into this year. No matter who they drafted, no matter who they picked up in free agency, at best they were going to be like they were last year, a fringe playoff team, which they were largely because they had a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback running his own show in the fourth quarter of games. And that wasn't going to duplicate itself. Is the Steelers' management really deluded into thinking that they were a Super Bowl contender this year? If they are, they were sadly mistaken. And what has to be done now is a switch in that philosophy. I mean, it's fine to say you want to win every year. Every team does. But obviously, only one team does. And only a couple or three teams get close. They're not in that category. So it starts with an understanding. And it's especially relatable to this bye week that they're undergoing. The bye week is used for self-evaluation. Why is this not working? Why is that not working? Are we doing this enough in this game circumstance? Should we be doing better? Should we be doing something different? But this year it goes beyond that. I mean, yes, they want to correct mistakes. And yes, they may want to reverse some psychologies that they've employed and some overall concepts, especially offensively, because they're not capable of carrying them out. And maybe no team is good enough to carry out these particular schemes. It sure seems that way. But this year's bye week is more about organizational restructure. Teams have to make a decision that we're not in it for 2022 and maybe not 2023, but maybe 2024. And maybe what we're looking for here is, here is a sound plan toward that end. May not be pleasant, may not be any fun, may not be exciting, but it has to be done. Firing the offensive coordinator might make you feel good. And they certainly need a better look at what they're doing. Partially in the hopes that things get slightly better. I mean, you'd like to improve if you can. But the overall configuration of the players and the coaching staff has to now be under review. And maybe it will be. 
Maybe because they're in a situation where they have a new general manager, although he'd been in the organization for quite some time. And maybe you have a new guy who's entrusted with the draft in Andy Weidel. Maybe he's that influence on Omar Khan and say, look, just throwing pieces at the wall and hoping they stick, it's not going to work. We need to go deeper than that. And I know this isn't fun for Steeler fans because we've all been conditioned to them being contenders. Goes back to the 70s after they established the dynasty every year. The expectations were always high. Even in the late 1980s, when the dynasty players largely were gone, the team wasn't doing well, you always went into a season thinking, yeah, but they're the Steelers. Well, what Steelers are we talking about? A more recent example is going back to 1998. People have to remember this. It's not just the 1970s. From 1998 through 2003, the Steelers did not make the playoffs in four of those six years. Four of the six years, 98 through 2003, they missed the playoffs. 2001, 2002 being the exceptions. Then another down year in 93. But what did they do during that time? They drafted Heinz Ward, Alan Fanica, Plexico Burris, Casey Hampton, Brett Kiesel, Jay Townsend, Aaron Smith, you get the idea. And this is way before they got Pouncey into Castro. It's 10 years before. And then they added free agents. James Ferrier. What an addition he was. A little later on, they drafted Paul Amalu in 2002. Casey Hampton in 2001. They realized where they were and they began drafting foundational players. And they were Hitting on them, too. Yes, there were some misses, but largely their hits were greater than their misses. What have the Steelers drafted recently? In high positions, you cannot draft Artie Burns, Sean Davis, Kendrick Green. If you're going to get a tackle, offensive tackle in the fourth round, you better get someone better than Dan Moore Jr., Buddy Johnson was only a fifth, but he's a one-year wonder. He's gone. You cannot miss in those draft picks and expect to rebuild. I have hope and confidence that when Omar Khan was named general manager to succeed Kevin Colbert, and this by no means is meant to condemn Kevin Colbert, he did a great job. But in recent years, he had some misses, and they're paying for them. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. 
Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. But maybe Omar Khan, in hiring Andy Weidel, who helped rebuild that Eagles team just a year or two after they won a Super Bowl, he brings in different scouts, guys that he trusts, different talent evaluators. All that's a factor. As for right now, the schedule does lighten up. But again, I don't know that Steelers can look at any opponent lightly and say, well, they're not as good as the Eagles or the Bills. That may be true, but the Steelers aren't good enough to say that about anybody. We're joined now by Dale Lolly from Steelers.com and Steelers Nation Radio. And Dale, maybe the most telling sign of Sunday's game was that the result was not unexpected. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles are a good football team. They're the last unbeaten team in the NFL right now. And the Steelers, let's face it, aren't you know in a good spot right now heading into this bye week. I, you know, I, I don't think they're as bad as things have been at times. I think that, you know, there's, there's talent on this roster, um, you know, but this is some of the struggles that you're going to go through when you have, when you're starting a rookie quarterback. I think a lot of people got spoiled in Pittsburgh because of what happened the last time they started a rookie first round uh, quarterback. That doesn't happen all the time. They don't go, you know, win 13 straight games and things of that nature. Uh, there, there are, you know, growing pains. And, and I think some of the, you know, the issues, at least offensively right now, are also born out of the fact that, you know, Kenny Pickett didn't get, uh, you know, first-team reps throughout training camp. He didn't get first-team reps, uh, you know, over the course of the, the first month and a half of the season. So, you know, you're, you're going to see this continue to evolve um, defensively. I, you know, I don't know what to say about that. It, it, it's, you know, it, it's disheartening when you continue to give up the long touchdown passes when you play these good teams. And it looked like they had things in a better place, you know, after after keeping the reps, uh, you know, Miami's explosive offense under wraps, and then they go out and they do that against the Eagles. Uh, just inexcusable. Uh, yeah, it is, and we'll, we'll get to that. Um, when I think about, you know, rookie quarterback, um and I've said this many times, and I'm sure you have too, and written it, that it's a huge mistake to compare what Ben experienced in 04 to what Kenny Pickett is experiencing 18 years later. Um, and that is, he had a much better team around him. He had a really good offensive line. They had a great running game. And maybe, and more importantly, as you point out, a terrific defense. So not to demean 
um, or diminish what Ben was able to do. But that doesn't happen, not just because Ben was a special Hall of Fame player, but because he entered the, uh, the, the fray, if you will, under completely different circumstances. Yeah, and I, I think we can agree as well that he was a, a, a better prospect. As yeah. Well. I mean, you know, he's you know, a more talented player. Not that Kenny's not talented, but, um, you know, I'm not going to compare him now to a guy who, uh, you know, is, is headed to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, that, that, I don't think that's fair either. But you, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, Kenny Pickett is, is stepping into a, a very young offense. Um, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, I, I just wrote this in my 10 thoughts after the game, Ben Roethlisberger wasn't expected to be a leader of, of that uh, on that team in, in 2004. They had Jerome Bettis. They had Alan Fanica. They had Heinz Ward. Uh, you know, guys uh, you know, who had been through some of this stuff before. Who are those guys on this offense? There just aren't any. Um, you know, they, and, and they knew that going into this. That's the reason why they initially went with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, because they knew that it was going, you know, there would be growing pains with, with a young quarterback uh, because the offense is so young. That's why, you know, Mike Tomlin kept stressing, well, Mitch Trubisky's our guy. He's, he's the most experienced of our quarterbacks. You know, it just, it wasn't working with Trubisky, uh, you know, as the starter. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't taking the shots and they were in a bad place. When you lose TJ Watt, um, you know, off of that defense, uh, I don't care what defense it is in the league. When you take, you know, take Aaron Donald off of the, uh, off the Rams defense, because that's essentially what happened here. You took a guy who was voted by the other players in the league as, as being one of the top 10 players regardless of position in the league, and you take him out of that defense, it's not going to look the same. But again, that doesn't excuse why you're, you know, you can't give up some of the stuff that you've given up. Uh, Undoubtedly. Um, Usually the bye week is a time for self-inspection, introspection, if you will. But regards to where they're at as a team for this year, should the Steelers' introspection week, if you will, be about where they are as a franchise? And finally, if they haven't already, being realistic about where they're at in the grand scheme of things. I don't think this is the time for that, Stan. I mean, that, that's an off-season thing. Um, you know, I think they're, they're still intent on going out and winning as many games as possible. And, you know, that, that, that's all part of one big process. I um, mean, you know, you're constantly looking at, at where you're at in terms of, you know, the franchise, the season, those kind of things. I, I think, you know, in their heart of hearts, they knew that this was, you know, kind of a transition year. Um, you know, when you're changing quarterbacks after 18 years of having, uh, you know, just consistent, steady play at the position. Um, yeah, you're, you're going to be a franchise in, in, in change. Um, I, you know, I continue to look at the back end of the schedule. The, the teams that Penny, Kenny Pickett has started against this year are combined 21 and nine. And in today's NFL, given, I mean, we've got division leaders right now in multiple divisions that aren't over 500. And they've played a, you know, a, a ridiculous schedule to this point. Again, 21 and nine in today's NFL. Uh, it's been a really difficult schedule. Well, the second half of the schedule lightens up considerably. And so, you know, I, I look at and I watch some of these other teams play, and I'm like, you know, I feel like the Steelers are a better team than that team or that team or that team. 
Obviously, the results haven't been there to show that. But again, I think part of that's because of who they played. Do you think there's any change coming offensively in the coaching staff? Is that is that even out of no. the realm of possibility? I, I don't see the, the Steelers doing that. That's just that would be a very non-Steeler like move. Um, you know, they've they made this decision to to stick with Matt Canada. Um, you know, they being Mike Tomlin and and, and Art Rooney. Um, you know, you you let it play out. You see how it, you know how this whole thing plays out, and then you you make your decision moving forward after that. Um, again, yes, the results haven't been there, um, but I, I don't know that it's all Matt Canada's fault. I know that's the easy scapegoat for everything, um, but I, I, I do see players on the field not making plays, not doing things that I see them do or seen him seen them do in the past. Um, you know, Deontay Johnson has 43 catches this year and no touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, Chase Claypool, uh, between Chase Claypool, George Pickens, and Deontay Johnson, they have two combined touchdowns. AJ Brown had three yesterday. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. and that's supposed to, you know that was supposed to be the strength of the team. That's the, the worst part yeah, about not, that was supposed yeah. to be the receiving core was supposed to be the, the strength of the team. And, you know, Najee Harris talks yesterday about um, you know accountability and things of that nature. Um, you know, and it talks about there not being any holes there. Um, yeah, there weren't holes there for a couple of his runs, but there were other times, again, when he's catching the ball or running the ball, and he just doesn't get north-south quick enough. He, he's not looking, you know, he's a 240-pound running back. Run somebody over. You're allowed to do that. So, uh, you know, I, you know, and then you go, I, I pointed this out in my, in my 10 thoughts again. You have Harris saying saying there just aren't any holes there, and then you have Jalen Warren saying I just get east, uh, I just get north and south. Yep, I don't go east and west. Okay, <laughs> you know, so I, I just think there's some there's some disconnect there. Uh, undoubtedly, um, yeah, he's playing behind the same offensive line. Um, I threw this out in an earlier segment. I want your thoughts, Dale, because you know the the guy. Um, it seems to me that. They brought Najee Harris and built him up as a savior. And I think the kid, as dedicated as he is, believes that that's his role, that he's got to save everything, and that every time he touches the ball, it's got to be a touchdown. Um, That's not realistic. And I'm wondering if he isn't taking on too much of a heavy load based on the expectation and the perception. Mike Tomlin added that talking about this guy loves football and this is the kind of guy we want and he's a leader and he's going to be a captain and blah, blah, blah. Um, if Najee Harris hasn't taken that to heart and therefore is disappointed that every play is not a touchdown and he treats every play like I got to run for a touchdown. If you need three, get three. No, I agree with that completely. I mean, I think, um, again, when you when you talk about young players being thrust into roles maybe before they're ready to do that um you know i i think harris takes his captainship very seriously i think he's trying to be a, a leader on that side of the football um but i think he's trying to figure this out much the way kenny pickett's trying to figure this out um you know you, leadership is to me isn't something that 
you know, you, you can be thrust into. I think you either are a leader or you're not. And I think he has, you know, Najee Harris has leadership qualities. Um, but I think, you know, to your point, um, I, I think he is trying to do too much. Take what's there. Uh, you know, take what's given to you. And, you know, if it's blocked up for three yards, get four. If it's blocked up for four yards, get five. Again, he's a 240-pound running back. And, and I, you know, I've already seen people questioning, well, he, they shouldn't have wasted. That was, that was a wasted draft pick. We're back to that again now. Um, he's durable. Uh, he's available all the time. Um, handles, you know, takes the ball again and again and again. Now, they haven't gotten into situations where they've been able to do that a lot this year. Um, but I still think he's a quality running back. I just think right now they've run into some uh, some buzzsaws and they've gotten behind in football games and haven't been able to use him the way that you want to use him. I think he's the kind of back that gets better as the game goes on and starts to wear teams down. Well, they're not getting an opportunity to do that because they're just not scoring any points. Well, the last thing for you today, Dale, um, are you troubled by some of the comments we're hearing internally? Uh, Kenny Pickett saying, we don't study enough. I don't think we take studying together seriously enough. Najee Harris's comments kind of throwing the offensive line under the bus. Um, Deontay Johnson has had same things to say. Claypool, uh, even graduating from music at practice last year, said we need more goal balls. Um, Is this a sign of a team in turmoil? I don't think so. You You hear a lot of stuff out of coming out of locker rooms when teams are losing, when things aren't going well. I've been doing this for a long time, and I could point to some very good Steeler teams talking, saying some of the same stuff you know, after a loss or two losses in a row or things of that nature. So that's just guys grasping at straws, uh, trying to trying to wrap their mind around what's happening. Um, you know, I, if, if you're losing, can you study more? Absolutely. You can always be, you know, you can always do a better job of, of doing those kind of things, the little things. And when you're making the mistakes that, that the Steelers are making, um, you know, I know that the offensive linemen get blamed for the illegal formations. A lot of times that's on the wide receiver for not being on the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and not ha- and not covering the guy up. And the, and the offensive lineman gets you know finger, fingered for that, that foul when it's not him. Or it could be the tight end not covering him. Whoever's on the end of the line, that kind of stuff. So um, it, it is some of the details, and I think those need to be better. And if that, you know, that's what those guys are talking about, I'm with that 100%. Is that on the coaching staff or is that on the player to know what they're doing? I, to me, they're professionals. They should know what they're doing. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be uh, a situation where you're halfway into a season and guys are still lining up in the wrong spots. That, to me, is inexcusable. So I get that point of it. Um, you know, it, I, I, and I don't know if it, if it were one guy making the same mistakes over and over again then you get that guy out of the lineup. Um, but I don't know that it's been just one person. And our thanks go to Dale Lally. does an outstanding job for Steelers.com and also on the SNR program, which you can get easily. Download the iHeartMedia app to get that with uh, Matt Williamson each weekday, 4 to 6, during the Steelers season. Speaking of uh, downloading, you can download the iHeartMedia app and get my daily show on ESPN Pittsburgh. You can get it there. You can get it over the air at 970 ESPN Pittsburgh. 
And, of course, the podcast available at Steelers.com. Tell your friends if you enjoy our Steelers content, the Savern on Steelers podcast. That's it for this session. Be back with you later in the week. Thanks for joining me today on Savern on Steelers. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.